Welcome back to another coffee sode of They Don't Teach Us in Law School. I'm Charlie Mann. If you're not familiar with the reference of a coffee sode, the original one of these sort of mini episodes was one I recorded while drinking my morning coffee. Now, here's the thing. I don't have a beverage with me right now. As a matter of fact, I just got back from the pool. So I have been soaking up chlorinated water. So welcome to a chlorine episode, chlorine episode, chlorine episode of they don't teach this in law school. What I want to talk about during this episode is a real fundamental principle. Now, if fundamentals turn you off. I promise you, you're going to find yourself in this fundamental conversation. So don't think like, oh, I'm talking fundamentals. I'm way past that, <laughs> which apparently you have a bad Tom Brokaw accent if you're a uh, if you're someone who degrades fundamentals, I'm Tom Broke. Oh, that's a really bad one. Right. So let's get to the actual information, shall we? We're a minute into this thing. Gosh darn it. I want to talk about the basic triangle that I use when coaching law firms to get a sense of where their problems are and what work we need to do next. It's really simple. There are three words, marketing, operations, finance. Now, each one of them means a little more than the word itself. For example, marketing is really marketing and sales operations is all of the legal operations that you have across different practice areas. And finance really encompasses more than just monitoring money, Uh, you know, and and, oh, by the way, operations includes people. But people borders into finance as well. And that actually will make sense very soon. So what I would love for you to do is draw a simple triangle with marketing with an arrow pointing to operations. Then from operations, an arrow pointing to finance. And then from finance, an arrow pointing to marketing. There's a reason for this specific order. I describe it best like this. The job of marketing is to go and get clients for the firm. By getting a ton of clients, by being really great at their job, marketing creates problems for operations. Now, operations then has to actually handle that work, be properly staffed, create the systems in order to do that. And in order to do that, they need to do these things profitably, but there have to be investments made into operations, which puts us right back to finance. Next up, finance is going to look to marketing and sales to get more clients at a better profit margin, creating brand new problems for marketing and starting the cycle all the way back over. One of the reasons I really like using this triangle, and let me give credit where credit is due here. Dan Kennedy is someone who had a huge influence on me and seeing things in trios, especially uh, trios that influence one another, his three M's of uh, marketing, message, uh, media, and market are one of the most influential triangles I've ever experienced. And I want this to be an equally influential triangle for you. So this marketing operations finance triangle, when I'm working with a coaching client, if they've been doing their marketing really, really well, chances are they're creating issues in operations. And we're going to need to go and we're going to need to solve some of those issues in operations. One of the things that I want them to focus on is let's get really great at the operations portions that we're not good at right now without pulling our hair out about marketing. We're not going to drop marketing. You can't drop any part of your practice. 
Uh, I actually really appreciate Michael Kinnock's view on this from the book Ruthless Consistency, where he talks about that it's not just one thing that drives business growth. It's all the things. And I fundamentally agree with this concept. It is consistency across the board. But when we're talking about making significant improvements, adaptations, innovations in the practice, putting considerable focus on one element or another of the triangle is really beneficial. You know, if we know that we are putting in the work on marketing and we're really focusing there, then we can go and as the cases start to pile up, we can now turn to our operation space and go, okay, let's get this better systemized. We let's get this better staffed up. We can apply maximum force over there. And oftentimes it's a lot easier to make improvements to operations when your marketing is generating cases that you know will generate money for you. So hiring people, building systems is less of a burden. From there, you know, with operations, once you turn it back over to finance, as things start to level out, and we have to create profit margins. We have to create brand new efficiencies in the practice. We have to analyze the results of what we actually did. We want to actually then focus on the data. We need to set in place some level of data tracking. That's the other part of finance, finance and data. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that you don't track data in other places. Don't come at me. As they say, don't at me, bro. What I'm saying is that by putting some time to find in a brand new data set that is actually valuable and worth tracking, we can now then go back into marketing and refresh this cycle because we will know more about the next level of growth in our practice. And that's really important. Finance looks into what is the next level of growth. It sets the standard. It creates the budget. It provides the analysis to take us to the next level. You really can't afford to miss out on any one of these cycles. And the most common thing that happens, quite frankly, is a firm that will either go from marketing to operations and then back to marketing or a firm that goes from marketing straight to finance without reconsidering operations. Usually a firm that I'm working with, right? So a firm that I'm working with is going to be more entrepreneurial. Marketing is a big driver, often in the spirit of real entrepreneurship the idea of attracting and converting new clients. There's a lot of impact we can have just by observing the fact that this triangle occurs naturally in the practice. And I will touch real quick on the operations to finance space. Most firms that are obsessive about operations into finance, either they're an extremely referral heavy firm or they're a firm that has completely stalled out and is probably not seeing a new level of growth. Why? because they're missing one of the core growth-oriented parts of this triangle of running a great law firm. And frankly, I could take this model and put it into basically any business and produce results with it. That is the power of simplicity here. So marketing creates problems for operations. Operations creates problems for finance. Finance creates new problems for marketing to solve. And we keep repeating this over and over. When I'm in rhythm with a client, we're going to see a turnover to the next space usually every six months or so uh, from a reasonable standpoint. Yes, I have some clients who it might take a year before we need to turn from marketing to operations, and that's fine. They're working at a different pace. As long as they're building the practice that is uniquely theirs, that's the most important thing. Other clients will be on a three-month, you know, quarterly cycle, essentially, on moving through these pieces of the puzzle uh, oftentimes one of them will get stuck for a little bit and it's usually going to be marketing or operations. There's a little bit less asked of finance 
And the main reason there is less asked of the finance part is just that it doesn't take quite as long to see the impact of what finance works on. For example, the development of a budget, since it's very binary, it exists or it doesn't exist, there, the development cycle usually is not as long. Whereas, yeah, there's information gathering, yada, yada, yada. You need people to participate in the process, all that jazz. But when it comes to marketing, for example, you may put a new strategy into play and it could take 45, 90 days for you to start seeing results in some cases with longer term strategies like a bigger referral play through newsletters or search engine optimization. You could be talking six to 12 months before you start seeing the most serious results. That's actually a good segue here to say that if you find yourself constantly mired in one space and not turning your attention to the other your firm will languish. You will uh, you will atrophy certain parts of the practice. If operations is not worked on, it starts to atrophy and become, maybe the better word is habituated. It is a habituated toward its current way of doing things. And if you are never tinkering, at least somewhat, with each one of these spaces within, say, a 12-month period, you you do present a risk that people will get so used to things being as they are, they will have trouble moving to the next space. And that's one of your responsibilities as a leader. So if you for some time have been focusing almost exclusively on marketing and you have not gone to operations and asked for improvements on system, not gone about hiring a new individual or even turning over a position uh, with a new you know, higher level person, you are atrophying that area. And then with finance, if you're never bothering to check the numbers, oftentimes what happens if I'm brought into a firm where there's no financial rhythm, uh, there's huge swings on profitability and it creates low predictability. So we have to go in and we need to start figuring out financial rhythms because without good financial rhythms, we can't really invest in new marketing. We can't invest in new systems, new people. Uh, we could on an anecdotal basis. That's a little dangerous, don't you think? Instead, we want to make our investments wisely and knowing what the outcome will likely be. Best example of this being in a personal injury firm, when you have uh, cases that are going to settle some way off or come to resolution some way off. One of the major focal points that you need is a cash flow statement. And really what it is, it's a settlement statement. When do you predict a case will settle by and what amount of money do you expect to recover in fees from that case? Uh, I've rarely had the instance where I'm talking with someone and they don't understand that when I ask the numbers, I want to know how much money you collect, not how much the case is worth overall. It's got to be fees. That's the point of interest. You're a million dollar firm when you cover a million dollars in fees, not when you have a million dollars in settlements or verdicts. Seems simple enough. You'd be surprised. Um, I did have someone declare to me that they were an eight figure firm because they did eight figures in uh, in settlements and verdicts. And I said that's that's really exciting. I asked them, was that number in settlements or verdicts? Um, they said, oh, it was in settlements or verdicts. I said, okay, so realistically, you're a three point three million dollar firm. Big difference, folks. Uh, so just a word to the wise. But with the finance, by better understanding our numbers by better understanding what we can reinvest into the practice by having something like that, that statement of expected revenue, 
we can now go back in and treat this truly like a business. That's why finance then cycles back into marketing, which cycles back into operations, which cycles back into finance. So the question right now is, where are you on this triangle? Where do you think you have been most pulled? And what do you think is, is coming next for you, right? By observing what is coming next for you, you can at least decide when you're ready to focus on that space. If you've been heavy in marketing right now, you should fairly anticipate a need to handle operations. This assumes that you're doing your marketing well. Same thing with operations transitioning to finance. You need to assume that you're doing your operations well. Finance and the marketing, you need to assume that you're doing your finance well. This is the fundamental difficulty of running any business. Honestly, it's not easy to do this. I I will give a final recommendation here as we wrap up this episode. Um, And I hope maybe you enjoyed this over a cup of coffee or a short run in the morning. Don't worry, we got a great interview coming up uh, with the magnificent Kellen Parks. Super excited about that. Great episodes on the horizon here. Uh, I have a long list of people I'm excited to interview. So here's my advice for you as you move through the triangle. The way to build is every time that you move forward from a piece of the triangle, you need to leave something behind. You need to leave behind a new asset, a new system, a new person. It needs to be something that can ultimately be handed off, passed down to another individual or some resource to handle in your firm. This is where things like autoresponder emails in marketing are a very basic level example of that. If you're going to develop this email sequence, you need to then actually set it up and leave it behind with the proper tagging, the proper reactive nature, so that way it works in perpetuity without you needing to personally execute it. On a larger scale, it could be uh, organizing your entire uh, legal department into a pod structure, like I saw Craig Goldenfarb talk about at a seven-figure attorney summit. Uh, And on the finance side, if you've been doing your own bookkeeping, which I've encountered law firm owners with seven-figure firms doing their own bookkeeping, maybe you need to figure out how to hand that off to someone else with that being a massive priority. So whatever you do as you move forward, Try and set up something that keeps working for you after you have personally moved on to the next stage in your practice. That is unique to you as the owner, the constant cycling into different areas of the practice in order to develop improvements and leave them behind. One of the big things that will eventually happen as you scale, if you're growing a larger law firm, is you will leave behind very valuable people to grow each one of those spaces for you, and you will have to put less a uh, small effort into the growth and you can be much more of a strategist, uh, a coordinator and a, just a leader of the firm overall helping the firm through that continuing cycle of growth. Well, I'm very excited to uh talk with you in future coffee episodes. This was the Chlorine episode. Um, we'll go back to coffee sodes. Don't worry. Uh, that's my preferred time to record anyways. So I will see you soon on the very next episode of They Don't Teach This in Law School.